0: so unpredictable here on the SNL Network Yes, that is right. Hello, everybody. It is John and I am back in the driver's seat after I gave the keys to Haynes to drive the car for the roundtable. Uh, they did such a good job, Haynes and Gabby and Rich and Sean on the roundtable, uh, talking about everything from this week's episode, Simu Liu and Sweetie, And uh, we had a great show on the Hot Take show this Saturday night. So it's just been a really fun week of SNL coverage. And I'm just I'm so happy to be back. And I'm so thrilled that I get to talk to somebody that I've never talked to on a podcast before. but. He is one of our patrons and somebody that we communicate with regularly on social platforms and has been in the chat for a bunch of our shows. So uh, welcome to the show, Brennan Keller. Brennan, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing pretty well. Um, Worked a long day at work. Uh, Went to the pharmacy this morning, got some shots in my arms. So uh, my arms are a bit pretty dead, but the body's doing pretty well. So that's what I got going for me.
0: Yeah, glad to hear it. I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but I actually got my second COVID shot last year for our roundtable, our Anya Taylor Joy finale roundtable. Okay. And if you if you go back and you watch that show, you will see throughout the show I'm just sweating, like I just it's uncontrollable <laughs> sweating throughout that show. So um, I can certainly relate, and uh, I hope you're you're good, and uh, we'll we'll get through. Yeah, the I'm show. doing pretty well. Together, so uh, Brennan. For anybody who hasn't, you know, seen you or, or doesn't know you from like online, I know you're very active in the Reddit community as well. Yeah, yeah. Can you just tell tell the listeners like about yourself and how you got into SNL? Uh,
1: all right, I'm Brennan. Uh, I grew up on the best of DVDs and VHSs that uh, the family had around the house. Uh, I remember my first SNL episode I ever watched uh, was. The full episode I ever watched, I remember it is uh, pretty, I mean, it's pretty good time for this. It was uh, Anne Hathaway's 2010 Thanksgiving episode, so we're right around that, but the first SNL I ever watched that ever, like, I remember seeing was an episode with uh, Fred Armisen as Barack Obama, and I was like, oh, it's 1030 at night, I'm going to go watch SNL, because I've seen snl videos before so i'm so i'm so excited to watch it the news cuts and it says and now a message from the president of the united states and i went oh my gosh i thought we were gonna get snl and I, then the president's gonna be on right now i i was just about to watch my favorite show or about to be my favorite show but nope the president was on and then you know five seconds later it's fred Armisen. And i'm like oh
0: my gosh i mean brennan um, mo- most people would not be tricked by fred Armisen as a bomb <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, just how well, um, just how official the voiceover is at the start of every show. You just know yeah. it's C-SPAN. You're like, oh, I must have changed the channel on accident. That's what happened. Yes, but no, it's, for uh, sure. Yeah, it was um, Yeah, pretty uh, pretty much uh, caught on and just watched the show pretty much every week from there on. Uh, I didn't miss a single episode Uh, through the entirety of when I was in college for four and a half years so that was pretty well Um, I don't want to say I skipped prom to watch SNL because my favorite uh, musical guest was on there that was uh, Courtney Barnett in 2016 with Fred Armisen episode Um, and but yeah I did not go to prom because SNL was on with Courtney Barnett and Fred Armisen I was like you know what I'm gonna watch this instead so
0: yeah, pretty big fan so, uh, of the show. <laughs> I mean, if you had to pick between the Mister Bunting sketch and going to prom, I think seeing the Mister oh, Bunting okay. sketch live yeah, yeah. was totally worth it. So I think you agree. The right choice there, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's really cool. And can you tell the listeners about what you do on Reddit? Because you you post a really cool thread every weekend that there's a live episode, and people who don't who aren't on the uh, live from New York subreddit should know about it.
1: Yeah. So if you check out the live from New York subreddit. Every week, we do a live discussion thread uh, with the community just to discuss the episode. And uh, this season, I've been posting it early to discuss the vintage episode for states that get that early. And I know in um, like California, it premieres after the episode, but it's still a good chance to get a quick little discussion about a vintage episode that might have not gotten a uh, discussion thread in the first place. And then uh, as soon as the episode ends, I also do a sketch sorting sunday uh thread where we discuss each sketch and the musical guest and the host that came out for that week and we rate them just give them a thumbs up or thumbs down and see uh what was the highest rate of the week and which one did not do as well as maybe the writers hoped it would yeah, so. it's cool.
0: It's a, it's a really cool companion piece to the Hot Take show. So if you're looking for somewhere to just, you know, like type to people, I think it's like during the show, especially. Absolutely. Really cool. Yep. So I think that's really fun. So Brennan, let's talk about season 47. So yes. we haven't heard your thoughts on this current season. How are you feeling about things overall? We're, we're right like past our first uh, couple act breaks yeah, of the yeah. season headed towards that, you know, you know, that major point near Christmas. So how are you feeling about it all?
1: I it's no, it's uh, I'm a like i don't want to say i'm a big fan of the show so everything's good but i haven't had an episode i disliked this year so far um it's yeah i haven't had a host i just i didn't dislike i haven't had a musical guest that i didn't not enjoy at least a little bit and overall this is a really well done start of the season and when we get to that halfway point and then it disappears for the winter olympics i'll be i'll be missing it but i I mean i'll be enjoying the winter olympics because i always enjoy watching the olympics so uh, I would say 8 out of 10 seasons so far, which, cool. is, which is a good rating for me. I think last year around this time was about a 7 out of 10, maybe 6 out of 10, but I, I've been I've had an awesome time with this season so far. And I mean, my favorite host so far, surprisingly, maybe was uh, Simu, but depending nice. on if he had the best sketches, that's not going to be really the case he was just what i thought was my favorite host so far this season so
0: yeah you know that's so interesting Brandon, because like if you listen to our discussion this week uh, i think that's the sentiment that PJ, mm-hmm. nicole and i had on the hot take show absolutely like, yeah was like hey Simu was a really great host like I wouldn't say that this episode was my favorite episode I still would yeah. stack this probably right in the middle of what we've seen this season I think uh, mm-hmm. we, we did this in the patron group a little bit and I'll I'll tell you the results in a sec but like we asked uh, some of the patrons like their list of uh, like episodes that they preferred and, and also we asked our Instagram audience about the hosts and like, yep. which ones they prefer but I think I came down on the fact that Simu was a really great host I don't know that the episode necessarily lived up to him as a host but uh, considering the other hosts we saw in November, Kieran Culkin mm-hmm. and Jonathan Majors, I don't know that I felt like uh, they did as good of a job as Simo. So I was really impressed yeah. I
1: would actually. agree with that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And for and, some reason, the people on the roundtable did not give him like did not <laughs> give him the same credit. I don't know why. What was yeah. what was up with that?
1: But I I just thought it was interesting, especially these November episodes. Every host seemed nervous, which I liked, but. There's just something about, like, when Kieran came out for his monologue, you're like, oh, I can tell this guy's nervous. And then Jonathan Majors came out for his monologue, I'm like, oh, I can tell this guy's nervous. And they kind of stayed nervous through the first few sketches and everything like that. That's at least what I got. And then Simu, uh, I thought that he's like, I'm nervous, but I know that I have, like, comedic chops. And I know that I can just do this. And I know that I can do a pretty good job with what I'm, what role I'm given in each sketch. So.
0: Yeah, and I just think, like, uh, this line... Mm -hmm. I'm Shang-Chi, bitch! Like, you know, such a killer line to end on, and obviously, like, really just memeable. So, Mm -hmm. like... Uh I, I just think like he set himself up with the confidence. He explained that like he normalized himself basically yeah. by talking about his history as, you know, a Spider-Man performer, mm-hmm. uh talking about his, you know, like a relatable uh being a Canadian for me. <laughs> so, I mean, that was fun. You talk about uh he talked about this. I got Shang-Chi how every Canadian
1: gets their big break mm-hmm. by uh asking politely.
0: Yeah, and it was just cool. Like it it was like really cool and I just was like, you know, if, if you saw Shang-Chi and you liked him you and then you go and watch SNL this week. You're gonna yeah. like him even more. Like it was just, yeah. I felt like the entire night I was rooting for him. So I
1: agree. Mm-hmm. He was my favorite part of Shang Chi, and I watched some of uh, Kim's Convenience's other show, and I thought that was really enjoyable. And he's just really good in that part. But I, I just think, um, and like Shang chis not my favorite um, Marvel like thing this year. It's probably in the middle of, from according to like the disney plus shows and the movies in general but like he is a a star and that's my opinion for sure he's just really knows what's up and he can like be center stage he can be in the main he can be the main actor he can be anything he needs to be and i think he's just really talented guy
0: yeah so Brennan, let me ask you, uh, what are your thoughts on like the cast as a whole this season? Are there any cast members that you feel like are standing out in a good way that may have been like a little unexpected for you?
1: Um. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think everyone from the first episode knew that uh, James Austin Johnson would just show up. Well, no, no one knew that he'd show up like that. And now he's pretty much already uh performer and one of the main guys of just. Like if by the time we get to the end of this season, if uh, James Austin Johnson does it, just keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to be one of the main household names on SNL for uh, years to come. I think right away. Um, I'm not seeing much uh, from Punky, which is a bit uh, sad, but it's it's interesting, especially after um, like Lauren Holt left after one season last year. Uh, It's it kind of makes me sad that. This group of new individuals is surpassing the ones from the year before. Not all the way, but I'm just seeing a lot more growth really fast from the new people this season than I was from season 46, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's so true. And uh, what would you credit that to? Like, do you think that's a production behind the scenes thing? Or do you think just like the talent from this new crop of, of rookies is just like higher than what we got to see in the past?
1: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, I don't know. I, I think, if I recall correctly, there was a really big change in writers this time around, so I'm not sure if the new writers are gravitating towards the new cast more than the people who were there before them, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really excellent point. I mean, part of the arguments that we have been making has been like, hey, please don't destroy, has been given their Mm -hmm. own section on the show. So the new cast members need to work with with the PDD people. And then we saw like Sarah in one of those sketches. um, And it was like, "Okay, this is something here. There's being, you know, there's things that are developing. We saw PDD writing for Bowen Mm -hmm. and writing for Chris and stuff like that. And. Uh, But, you know, besides PDD, there's an additional seven new writers that joined the writing room that we don't talk about as much Mm -hmm. as being very much a part of season 47. And it's certainly possible that this rookie class, which includes not only three new cast members, but also 10 new writers, is Mm -hmm. just really coming in and like bringing life to the show in a way that we haven't seen in four or five years. So for me... I would say that you're right on the money. I think that that has a major factor and it's almost a little <laughs> bit of a shame that people who, you know, like somebody like a Lauren or a Punky, mm-hmm. uh, wasn't able to capitalize on the same thing. So I think it's probably both. I think that's the right answer yep. that we're headed towards. It's like, these people are really talented, really freaking talented. Also, <laughs> they, uh, they just came in at the perfect time where SNL yeah. is like moving in a new direction. Yeah. So yeah. That's good. Um, okay, so I do want to, you know, we're, we're going to talk about social media, we're going to talk about stuff from from season 47 and, and answer mm-hmm. a lot of uh, feedback questions as we go. But I would be remiss, Brennan, if we didn't talk a little bit about SNL Thanksgiving, I know that, you know, this is the, uh, the traditional yes. day every year. It's the day before American Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. where NBC shows their Thanksgiving special. So we were talking a little bit earlier and you said, you know, you always love to watch that show. So are there Thanksgiving sketches in the history of SNL that really stand out to you as ones that you just love?
1: Yeah, so I did a quick review of just the Thanksgiving sketches of the last two years and then just typed in SNL Thanksgiving on YouTube and see which are the first ones that came to mind. And I don't know if you've recognized this in the subreddit recently. There's been a lot of hate not hate, hate, that's not the right word. There's been a lot of more, there's been more people saying, oh, you know what, Kristen Wiig, her roles and her recurring characters, they were never that good. They were never that good. Uh, Kristen Wiig is uh, overhyped, and uh, some of the characters she played, they were all the same, they were all annoying, and I I don't get that, but uh, like, she had um, like Aunt Sue, which was the surprise lady and i that was probably one of my first recurring sketches that i really enjoyed and uh the one that i remember especially this will be going back to my opener where i talked about uh anne hathaway in 2010 uh there's a thanksgiving one with uh, penelope which is a character that i really enjoyed where she's just one upping everyone and oh, i just um yeah you can always find something good for thanksgiving which is interesting because Looking over the last few years, I saw uh, Chance the Rapper had two really, really well done ones with uh, where he was in the Bruce Wayne house and he just talked about how Batman would just break everyone's jaws and then tie him up. And then there's also he had the Family Feud one with uh, Steve Harvey and his family. It was both of those were really funny, but the last thing is the Thanksgiving one has so many really, really, really good pre-tapes is what I noticed for sure. It has the Adele Thanksgiving. It has, uh, the target one, target commercial where, um, it's, uh, Vanessa Bayer's doing the, um, voiceover and Cecily's in the car and it goes, it has the thing you need most for being the back for the first time since the election, a big parking lot that you can just sit in for a while. And I, that is such a good line. It's, um, there's so many well well done pre-tapes from the Thanksgiving-ish time.
0: Yeah. So what's interesting for me with SNL Thanksgiving stuff and, and you know, to comment on your Kristen Wick thing, I think there's a lot of hate for Kristen in terms of like uh, an unfair hate where, yeah. you know, there was she was part of like an incredible cast and mm-hmm. her co-female uh, cast left the show. And yes. they had a hard time replacing people like Amy and Tina and Rachel and Maya, and a lot of the pressure was put on to Kristen to repeat the recurring characters that she did, and people yep. got very critical of her for those types of things. But if you take all that aside and you look at it like, like I grew up in that era, like I mean that was my teenage years where I was just like in love with the show, and like. There, like just seeing her doing those recurring characters was like so much fun so quotable mm-hmm. like we talked about that every week like at high school like <laughs> Penelope sketches like every girl mm-hmm. in my high school was doing Penelope so um, <laughs> you know the, I totally resonate where you're coming from with the Chris and stuff so I, mm-hmm. I do think that the hate is a, a little bit too much on that sense um, but when it comes to like my favorite Thanksgiving stuff um, I actually think that like the one of the best eras for Thanksgiving stuff is an era that doesn't get talked about very much but it's it's a underrated era and it's, it's mm-hmm. really the Will Ferrell era of the show, oh yes, has okay. a very like a lot of high quality Thanksgiving material. We don't talk about it as much on this show because you know, like there are uh, podcasts that cover older yep. eras of the show, but I think that um, for for me, like I think of a couple ones, which is like the dysfunctional family. I mm-hmm. believe that there was one. Uh, I think it was with Gwyneth Paltrow. That's like, a yeah, very, I just remember
1: uh, that being on probably one of the best of the um, best of Will Ferrell ones, where he, it's just. It's so quiet, and then just ramps up, and then goes quiet, and then ramps. It's so good. It's such a well done sketch.
0: Like nobody could go from absolute calm to mm-hmm. yelling like crazy, like Will. So <laughs> it was just that was that stuff was incredible. And then there was mm-hmm. one, and I, I'm pretty sure. And and again, I, I apologize if I make a mistake on this, but I'm pretty sure that this sketch wasn't intended to be a thanksgiving sketch but was around a dinner table and then was put mm-hmm. in a bunch of thanksgiving specials after and that was the bird family sketch do you remember this one where oh they i'm i'm, check. I'm gonna check. make sure yeah i think and it was with juliana margolese mm-hmm. uh yes and it was like they were they were chewing food like a baby bird and like yes, spitting it absolutely. in each other's mouths and to me, that is like an all time uh, SNL Thanksgiving sketch, mm-hmm. even though that wasn't necessarily t- they, they put that in the Thanksgiving schedules, uh, yeah. uh, specials a few times. So like there are some really great sketches from those mm-hmm. eras of the shows that are underrated. And, you know, Brendan, w- the last thing I'll say is like the best part of these Thanksgiving specials or Christmas specials that SNL do is mm-hmm. like. No, not a lot of people are crazy like John and are going to go back yeah, yeah. and watch every single episode of the show from <laughs> 1975, right? But yeah, yeah. if you can get little glimpses yeah. of some of the best sketches from different eras of the show, like there's no better way to get like young people into SNL and its history like that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. Like, it's uh, the last thing I can think about this. Um, over COVID, when uh, Peacock came out, I spent many, many days just going to a random year. And then just starting at episode one, and then just going through each episode and just really, really having a great time. Like there isn't an S- SNL episode where I can say that I didn't laugh, which is perfect because you can always find one sketch or one line that's really funny, and it's not going to be a waste of time. Like it's it's crazy. Uh, there are there are times I'll see like talking online or like an episode where it says uh, that was not a good episode. That didn't make me laugh at all. Or um, I know another podcast does uh, like rate this episode as an A or a B or a C or a D. And then I'll just click like an A or a B because I'm like, wow, I had a good time this episode. And then everything else is like C or D for the actual ratings. And like, Oh, okay. I guess you didn't like it as much as I did, but that's Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I get that. I, I think that there, how do I say this? I think there are episodes for me, at least in terms of like that I've watched there, I could say mm-hmm. the humor doesn't always apply, yeah. but I think there's something for everybody. There's, there's, there, there's something for somebody in every single episode yes. of SNL. That's, that's how I think it is. Um, yeah, so uh, look, we're going to keep going. Uh, the, the Thanksgiving special starts at nine o'clock. And uh, if we end up being being live for, you know, when this is airing, I know, <laughs> Brennan, you'll keep an eye on it. You'll let us know yeah. what sketches are airing while this is happening. So um, let's talk about uh, something I mentioned before, before we get to the social media, and that was the favorite episode so far in the first seven. Okay, so this is something okay. we pulled the page. We pulled the patrons in the patron group. And mm-hmm. we said, you know, give us your top seven. Okay. So yeah. Brennan, I'm not going to ask you for your top seven, but just tell me what you think the patrons voted on for their top seven episodes of the season. Can you give me, mm-hmm. you want to give me the order? Or do you want to tell me where you think Simu left? Like, tell me what you, uh, you want to go about this.
1: I'm going to go, I'll, I'll do it. I'll go uh, one through okay. seven. But I, I think, okay, let's go one through seven. Okay. Um. I'm going to do Remy Malik, then Jason, then Kim. Kim would be like six or seven for me, which isn't bad. Which I liked every episode so far. Yeah, so let's go Remy, Jason, Kim, Kieran, Simu, Majors, Owen Wilson. Last place.
0: Okay. Yeah. So the bottom of the list, you Mm -hmm. got correct. Yeah. So Majors and Wilson are the last two that the patrons vote on. Let me bring it up on screen. Mm -hmm. I'll bring it up so anybody's watching the video can see this so this so like i said we asked the patrons we said give us your top seven list okay this was the order so sudeikis okay, was yeah. the first yeah mm-hmm. so S- sudeikis i think most people would regard it as the that best was good of the season. I, I was <laughs> that was too
1: easy I, that's why I, I could not put sudeikis up i was like no they couldn't pick sudeikis there's no
0: way they pick sudeikis of course they yeah, do. I That's think if exactly. you if you had to say like we're only at seven episodes, Brennan, mm-hmm. but like I think the Mount Rushmore of the season, you're yeah. putting Sudeikis, Culkin, and Rami Malik on that mm-hmm. list of the the season. I think that Culkin's an interesting one because Kieran, you know, probably not as highly regarded as a host, but the episode itself was really good. Was really um, good, yes. So- so Sedecus is first, Kieran Culkin's episode was second, Rami mm-hmm. Malik's was third. So whatever order you have those top three, and I think a lot of people had those. And then Synergy Liu comes yeah. in at fourth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's where that's what I would do. I would probably say uh, I'd probably put Malik episode about Culkin, maybe, but uh Sudeikis, yeah. Culkin, Malik, Liu, uh, those are our top four. And then the bottom three is Kim K, uh, majors, mm-hmm. and Wilson. So I think that you know the Kim K one is a little bit more uh controversial. Yeah. Some diver- people may have that yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. But, uh, so, one more time. Sudeikis, Koken, Malik, Liu, Kardashian, Majors, and Wilson. I thought that would be interesting Mm -hmm. to talk about. Um, We also asked our Instagram audience. So, we had uh, a ton of people answer this. They said, which host would you like to see return again in the future? Okay. Okay. So, we had a ton of one-time hosts. Do you have the answer for that? Uh,
1: Who I want to see return? (sighs) Well... I mean, it's going to be Sudeikis number one. I yeah, think. it is number. It
0: is Sudeikis. Uh, actually, forty six percent of the audience <laughs> want to see re- Sudeikis return. Okay, and who then do you think it's? Uh, it's second. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's either going to be Culkin or Malik, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, I think exactly. those so, are probably two and three, right? Well, I don't yeah, know what so order they are, but I think it's going to be two and three.
0: Very similar order, yeah. It's okay, exactly yep. it's uh, it's Rami Malek and Kieran Culkin, and then Simu Liu uh, goes in fourth. Uh, mm-hmm. Kim K, Owen Wilson, Jonathan Majors at the bottom. So, oh, interesting. Uh, okay, yeah. So it's interesting how people you know look at host versus episode, but yeah. uh, for me, I, I agree with where the audience is overall feeling about this. I feel like this is the middle of the road. So, Brennan, mm-hmm. I totally, uh, I love the fact that you think that this is. Are you, you this was your favorite episode of the season? Because uh, we're going to talk about the sketches and the moments mm-hmm. in this episode, and you'll tell me what you think of them. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: All right, so let's get into <laughs> let's some SNL it. social media. So, Brennan, I'll read out some stuff, mm-hmm. and you tell me Perfect. what you think. So, uh, let's start off with at LouisZFX on Instagram. That is Louis Zakarian, and he does a lot mm-hmm. of special effects work on, uh, you know, especially this week with uh, Kyle's baby Yoda. So, yeah uh louis zfx says it's always fun when we get a visit from baby yoda at @nbcsnl snl hashtag snl makeup mm-hmm. so this is really fun if louis is a great follow by the way we haven't probably spoken about him on the Patron feedback show but he's an amazing follow on instagram you get to see a lot of the work that they do behind the scenes with putting makeup on people so he uh posted a photo of che and baby yoda said it's always great to see you have baby yoda back uh thoughts on having baby yoda back
1: i don't dislike baby yoda i don't it's not in my list of characters i prefer return but i thought it was funny this time around and i don't have very many complaints about it i thought the baby group joke was pretty funny and i thought that <laughs> the makeup is so dumb it's so funny it's so yeah. dumb <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: it's it's so stupid stupid. it's when it returns (laughs) again and people complain about it again i'll just watch it that's what's gonna happen
0: honestly i i have to say i cannot (laughs) remember a (laughs) snl situation whether it's a sketch or somebody on update that people are more disappointed (laughs) about seeing at first glance and then being like okay (laughs) <laughs> wasn't that bad like that nobody wants to say it was great but everybody's like okay it was that like if this was the first time we saw baby yoda i think this was our fifth time we saw it was yeah, our yeah, first yeah. time. <laughs> i been, think people would be pretty, pretty high on
1: you it. think yeah. yeah i i think it's funny that he shows up um like you're like oh it's baby yoda i bet they're gonna talk about the mandalorian or something now it's just he just shows up he just shows yeah. up whenever he wants yeah and i think exactly. I don't know if that's the the reason because, oh, I know that baby Yoda is popular with the kids. I know it's I know it's not that I know somewhere behind the scenes they're like, This is so funny. We're gonna bring it back and i yeah. I know that part of that is just Kyle's amazing costume slash makeup and like it's it's I don't know <laughs> baby Yoda is is there on Weekend Update, and that's what he does. He shows up every once in a while, and people go, oh boy, it's Baby Yoda, and then they watch it, and they're like, all right, that was funny.
0: Yeah, look, I, I can never see this again and be perfectly fine with it. But yeah. it's just like, I, th- I think this was good. And like, I think people need to like chill. But mm-hmm. um, is 15 in the chat, uh, one of our friends says, I know a lot of people hate Baby Yoda, but I got to admit, I love the character. He's like an obnoxious, aspiring internet celebrity, a fad that definitely wants to be of the moment. Yeah, that's a great to way, way to put it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good, good job, buddy. That's a, that's a great one. Um, Okay. I also I also like the way that Kyle said this, by the way. Just uh I didn't get to do my sound clips on the round table, so I'll do a little bit here. But I love the way Kyle yeah. said this.
1: I don't really talk about that stuff, but uh yeah, I'll tell you everything.
0: Yeah. It was just he, it's he was just a great really accent. Good. It's so
1: funny. Well accent's not the right word, but it's a great uh like dialect or way he just yeah. performs it because it's it's not Baby Yoda. It's nowhere close to the character <laughs> of Baby Yoda, it's just a guy. So dumb. Yeah
0: yeah it, it was what's funny is like kyle doesn't really do impressions so no. it's it's like that's why like he could pull this off mm-hmm. um yeah so th- this was good uh okay let's talk about uh instagram here from mark underscore underscore cohen uh okay. this is the the original singer of walking in memphis Um yeah, and mark he posted cohen, a photo yeah. yeah exactly so he he posted a photo on instagram of him and method man and big wet and mark cohen mm-hmm. uh, uh sorry Pete davidson uh, the four of them, who you would never have thought would be a, a foursome, but apparently uh, this is our, our new boy band. Um, Mark underscore Cohen says, still not sure how I ended up in Staten Island. Uh, Link in bio for Walking in Staten. <laughs> um, and a lot of people like loved this and loved seeing Mark Cohen in this. What were your thoughts on, on the uh, Walking in Staten?
1: I love the original song. I had a really good time enjoying the parody, even though I've been to New York literally one time and I've I've never been to Staten Island, but I, I know that uh, Pete Davidson knows his area and I know that he can make a rap and he can get some good rappers and some talented people to show up whenever he wants. And uh, I was so glad to see Mark Cohn show up for a parody of his most popular song. And it's a song I've enjoyed for many years and I, it's just great to see a parody. I recognize it from the first like piano start. I was like, Walking in walking in Memphis? What? I'm so excited. What's it gonna be? And I was like, Walking in satin, heck yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm a music guy. Like I, mm-hmm. I, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I've been a DJ at a ton of uh, private and corporate events. And I, awesome. I have a ridiculous, most people listen to music on Spotify now mm-hmm. and, and they don't download music, but I have a ridiculous library of downloaded music. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I love Walking in Memphis. I have listened to the Lone Star version of Walking in Memphis a okay. hundred times. <laughs> probably <laughs> never listened to the Mark Cohen one. Maybe that's sacrilegious for people. No, like no, no,
1: no, no. There are songs yeah. that you go, Oh, I love the cover version. Have you heard the original? You go, No. That's the song that yeah. you
0: yeah, that's the country music fact every <laughs> now and then, but uh, but yeah. Um, anyways, this this was uh, this was really good. We, we talked about this a lot. I mean, they talked about this on the roundtable as well. But the uh, I, I just think it was so different to see Pete mm-hmm. doing this versus something else, and the fact that they trusted Pete to go ahead and do this just really cool. So um, I think this one will be interesting. I think we did ask on our uh, Nicole. I'm not sure if you're still listening to the show, but if, if they did ask the uh, on our Instagram story, we said like which Pete rap slash song was the favorite of the season. So, so mm-hmm. if it, you had to choose between Squid Game, uh, Walking in Staten, or uh, Three Sad Virgins, uh, which one was your favorite? Um, Okay, let's go. I'll
1: go Three Sad Virgins, not by much, but yeah, that one was just really enjoyable to see the PDD guys, and it was just dumb humor, and you just like to see those characters just get make, made fun of, or those guys that... They're, they're. I mean, of course, they're a little bit nerdy and stuff, but it's worked out perfectly, and then Taylor Swift's there, and... it That was a lot more... That had... a more balanced, really good, I thought. Uh, one of the complaints I heard about Walking Staten, at least from the Reddit chat, was its length of over four minutes long, but it's shorter than the actual song, so... That's what I got to say about that.
0: Yeah, I Squid think what Game I would fun. say. Yeah, Squid Game was fun too, but like I yep. think the I would definitely say Three Sad Versions was my favorite. Um, my only, my only thing that I didn't love about Three Sad Versions is like I wanted more Taylor Swift. Fun I feel like line, when she yeah. came in it became like a banger like it became like a really <laughs> sick song and i would like love to have that song and wish she was like a part of it because like that's the type of thing that made yeah. snl like really fun during the lonely mm-hmm. island era is like you could take the song and you could take it out of the show and i mm-hmm. wonder if like they would have had her for like half a song if like that song is now going up on spotify and like yep. people are listening to it so that's the only thing i would say um but joaquin staten was was okay um Okay, And I know they
1: uh, did add Squid Game to Spotify, so that was cool.
0: Yeah, so yeah. so I guess we'll see what, what pops up here during the break. Um, okay, at Simu Liu on Instagram. Uh, so you said you love to see him, and i, I just so proud mm-hmm. of the guy. And he says, it was over so fast, it was like a dream. I mean, maybe not one of those dreams that you wake up feeling particularly well-rested, more like an awesome dream where you're flying and shooting laser beams out of your hands and shit beating the crap out of alien invaders. And then the president of earth gives you a medal of valor and <laughs> Kate Blanchett calls you up and is like, what's up. And right when you're about to meet Kate Blanchett for coffee, you wake up suddenly because there's construction outside your building and you scream. No, because you desperately want to be back in the dream. <laughs> yeah, that was Saturday and alive. Thanks Lauren, Lindsay and all the cast and crew. Let's do it again sometime. Hashtag I'm Shang Chi bitch.
1: <laughs> it's so nice to see a host just have such a good time and then uh like just miss it so bad right away like i mean i i don't know if this is really applicable but the cut for time Remy Malik PDD sketch where he just goes i've just had i just had such a good time and i don't want to miss you guys i don't want to leave i don't want to miss you guys and then he just freaking destroys the laptop and leaves and it's it's just not, except without the destroying the laptop part. If that makes sense, that's what Simo's great Instagram post is saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great, and I love like I know last year they did this thing. Um, a lot of people forget about this, but in season forty-six mm-hmm. there was a thing where people were leaving notes for each other. The notes, the yeah. Yeah, I don't know when that stopped. Did Elon Musk stop that? I know, but, he probably didn't. But but um <laughs> the but it was uh it would be really cool cuz like we love to see that stuff. We love to see like how the host had like how they felt about the week and all that stuff. Yep. Um so yeah, that was that was really fun um to get to see him on the show. Um okay. Were you a fan of Doghead Man?
1: Um 100%. It wasn't as good as the first time around with uh <laughs> with Sam Rockwell, but Boy, I, 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 in the discussion thread, I saw the two people on the outside. I saw the one guy and I said, there's something behind that curtain. I'm, what is it? There's something behind that curtain. There's something dumb behind that curtain. And it was Doghead Man. I was like, Doghead Man's back. And that was all I needed. (laughs) It was, um, like, just, it's. They, they did the same jokes the second time around the, the dog wasn't as controllable this time around which added to a added more laughs to it but i i think that <laughs> just it's just really dumb and it's the perfect
0: yeah. amount of dumb there was a lot of dumb humor in this episode, mm-hmm. I would say in particular. Um, as far as social media was concerned, we had at uh, on Twitter said uh, the dog head man team, at Mikey Funtime, which is Mikey Day, mm-hmm. and Martin Herlihy, uh, so which, which we found out who was, was doing the I hands. Thought,
1: I thought it was Dismukes. That was my guess. Right away, I thought, yeah. was, oh, that's Dismukes. Nope. Yeah, Did a good so job, though. Cool.
0: <laughs> with uh, with Matilda and her handler mm-hmm. So Matilda the dog. Matilda did a great job. Let me just—I'll uh, see if I can get this picture up here. There you go. Yeah, it was really Such cool. Such a to great see. picture. <laughs> yeah, very very cute and uh, good for Martin Hurley who technically mm-hmm. that was his first live sketch. So that's Yay! that's always fun to have that, to get that one on the board. Um, okay, uh, what else we got? Okay, we have <laughs> at Red said it on Twitter. These are always <laughs> pretty crazy from Chris Red. Okay. He says, buckle up, everybody. He says, when when y'all interviewers ask us about Pete and Kim, what exactly are y'all looking for info-wise? Lol, like, what? No, I hate the thought of this union. Shit is weird. Ask me if my parents are still together. That's something I actually have stake in.
1: And I did see I did see this one. This was so good. Like, it's so it's so funny that the paparazzi and interviewers are just like ah, your your friend slash your coworker is dating this person. How do you feel about it? You're like, oh, well, they're dating. I don't have much to say about it. But yeah, really. Ask him about if his parents are still here because that's something he'll know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you have, do you Brennan? do you have any opinions on the Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian union? Or am no, I being I like was... an interviewer asking about Chris, asking Chris Reddick? <laughs> no, no I,
1: I think it's really funny how, You can just go on Twitter nowadays, and Pete Davidson is just super trending. And I never would have thought this guy would be the number one most most famous currently SNL person. But just how it works out. And I saw a great tweet that said something along the lines of, quit hating on Pete Davidson. What if he just has a really nice personality, and that's why girls like him? I was like, that is so well said. That is perfect.
0: I would say that would be really nice, but probably not <laughs> what people are interested in when yeah, it comes yeah, to yeah. Pete Davidson. It, um, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think Ariana Grande would say definitely not that. <laughs> um, okay. Um, uh, Nicole in the chat wants to know, Brennan, do you prefer hashtag Keet or hashtag Pym as the couple name? Oh my gosh. Those
1: are both terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kim car come up with something better car davidson
0: car davidson yeah okay we're gonna have to workshop this we're gonna we're gonna but by christmas we're gonna figure this out (laughs) they may break up by then but we'll try and figure this out between all the podcasters we'll get we'll get the thing what's the actual ship name for uh for kim and pete Mm -hmm. okay um Okay, there were some other fun photos, but I definitely want to get to the feedback questions from this week. We had some fun feedback questions come in. So, Brennan, uh, do you want to go to the document you have in front of you? Do you want is there any questions that uh, you no, would like I got it. like
1: we can just perfect. ask all of them. I'm good with okay. whatever.
0: Okay, so let's start at the top then. We'll start at the top and we'll we'll make our way through these questions. So, if you have if you're listening live right now, feel free to put any other questions you have in the chat and Brennan and I will answer those mm-hmm. as well. Okay, let's start with the great Benjamin Lamb, our patron from Australia that we spoke to, I think it was last week on the patron feedback show, every week starting to blend together, but uh, (laughs) great to talk to Benjamin, and he did just such a wonderful job on the show. Um, He said, what are your thoughts on the short, sharp, and solo monologues this season? And do you think we'll see Billie Eilish do a solo monologue too? What do you think, Brennan?
1: I am enjoying them, but I'm surprised every time someone doesn't show up week after week. Like, Last week was the first time I told myself, you know what, I don't think there's going to be a cameo this week, and I'm okay with that. I will be really happy if Billie Eilish ends up doing a musical monologue, something along those lines. But if she just does a solo monologue, I'm perfectly happy with that, and it will keep the uh, pace going, and hopefully we'll get more actual sketches out of it, which is what I've been seeing. We've been getting like, uh, I've, I mean, I've been keeping track of the sketches and stuff uh, for that sketch sorting Sunday, but with how fast the quick monologues are going, I like to think that we're getting an extra pre-tape or an extra sketch in there each week.
0: Yeah, that is definitely possible. And that's a really good point. I think that probably when the Jonathan majors one happened like last week, I it like I did kind of hit me that they're doing this on mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah, like, I think I. And just that's exactly felt, what I thought too. <laughs> yeah, like I felt like it was it was circumstantial for a long time, and now I'm like, okay, they're definitely doing this on purpose. So I mm-hmm. would think this is my best guess. And uh, Ben, who who might be listening, um, I feel that Billie Eilish will have a solo monologue, but I yeah. don't think Paul Rudd will. I think that uh, he will be joining the Five Timers Club. So I think that oh, is a perfect, perfect opportunity yeah. to break this weird trend we've had all season which has been really helpful for the show but definitely a little odd and i think we might get a special monologue when it comes to the christmas show that, that would be my guess
1: and i would love that i would be 100 yeah. on board for a cameo with Paul. well of other members of the five-timers club or just actual cast members supporting him on his fifth episode
0: Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be fun. We'll we'll definitely be talking as like when we get into December and when we could talk on the whether it's a roundtable or the patron shows. Like we're going to be talking about which five timers would show up for Paul Rudd. That's always like a really fun question to ask. Um, I'll I'll ask you right now just to not not Mm -hmm. bury the lead, but uh, we don't have to go through the list. We'll do that you know next month. But uh, if you had to pick a five timer that would show up for Paul Rudd, give me like one or two.
1: Um, I would love to see uh steve martin just come back that's gonna be my first one that's a pretty easy answer and i'm just gonna leave it with that because okay. that was gonna be a guess that he was gonna or him or um i think it was something like selena gomez we're gonna host do you remember did you read that somewhere it was like a like a leak or something
0: uh that is yeah i don't know if it was a league i just think that uh because the show that um that they're doing together selena and steve and martin short it seemed like it was like a big you know fan rumor i guess that you know this was going to happen for the christmas show i've seen like a lot of these this season um i think if they wanted to do it they would be doing it but i don't (laughs) know that they i don't know that they want but I, i would be thrilled to have steve show up like whatever Whatever we can get of Steve Martin on SNL <laughs> in the future, like appreciate it. You know, like it's uh, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of crazy things that happen, and we want to see Steve as much as possible. Yeah, there's a um, few
1: people that I get such a big smile on my face just saying, "I'm like, oh my gosh, there's Steve Martin. He just showed up." I was like, "That is amazing. I love that."
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if we're gonna get Alec. I would say that after his crazy fall, but I would I would probably assume. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. would say that there's there's no shot. We're gonna see, Alec. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's. We got another question in from Blood Meriden. And Blood Meriden mm-hmm. says, uh, "Now that we are nearly halfway through the season, what is the status of the feature players? Who's they locked to come back next season, and who needs to step it up?" So we we talked about this a bit, but let's let's be more specific. So, uh, out of every rookie you've seen this season, who's coming back, and who could be on danger watch?
1: Um. So the easy answer here is that everyone's coming back unless it's a cast member who didn't have a great time personally, like their opinion. So I think all the featured players from this year have already done enough to come back for next year. I think um, I'm a really, really big fan of James Lawson Johnson i thought aristotle's uh his one sketch and then his um week his weekend updates were both um really 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 high quality. I wasn't as sold on Sarah, but with i mean with her um weekend update, I laughed a bit, but I laughed the most at Chase line where he says where he laughs and says, Oh, she got you, bro. That was the most I ended up laughing at that one. But there's part of me that likes Sarah probably the second most out of everyone, which isn't saying anything bad about Aristotle. It's just there she's quirky and weird, and I think it's really funny and really entertaining when she shows up in regular clothes and you go, That's Sarah, she's wearing regular clothes. What the heck?
0: Yeah. I I think I think that the I see I see something in the chat as well. Like I think Punky is on danger watch at this point. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. A, that's yeah. not the rookies though. She she yeah. I would say she's on danger watch which is unfortunate yeah. cuz I think she's talented. So.
0: Yeah, and it's been about like a season and a half and like obviously mm-hmm. like um you know, I'm so like happy to see that SNL over the last few years is like targeting uh, a little bit more diversity. Yep. Um so I would say like it's kind of a shame to to lose Punky potentially. Um but and yeah may, maybe if it's not uh, nicole in the chat is like punky definitely on danger watch but she's getting rare mm-hmm. reviews for a role on season two of love life so her career is on the up and up interesting but, yeah okay, like
1: good
0: yeah like i hope that she has other opportunities and stuff but it's just like it's just kind of weird that they're not you know like it's been a season and a half and like it's a very long time not to get to see mm-hmm. um so i mean for me like aristotle um sarah like i would say like like we're, we're pulling at straws if we're like mm-hmm. really talking about them not not like doing a lot yeah like earlier in the season when we heard like stuff about you know behind the scenes about sarah like getting stuff cut and like uh her not getting a lot on like i would say that but like definitely this run in november things i've been looking up uh aristotle and sarah obviously had a huge night during the jonathan majors episode so Mm -hmm. like for me uh i mean we're talking about a huge cast um which is really (laughs) like 20 people i guess like kate and um for me it's like they're doing the best you could possibly imagine they would do, so I would say that even though it's the easy answer the real answer is like I don't think we're losing anybody from a rookie class anytime soon yep uh okay.
1: yeah the only thing yeah last thing I have to say about that is uh, it's really unfortunate that punky's like biggest recurring character is the niece in the uh Diane Warwick talk show which if you ask me, I think with Diane Warwick actually showing up, that means that's the end of that sketch. I don't think her character mm. will come back.
0: Yeah. Unless well, I'm yeah, missing one true. off the
1: top of my head. I think that was the one time, one character she played multiple, multiple times. At least three times. I
0: think if Punky left tomorrow, like I would say that the thing I would remember her most for would be her update piece as the stripper. Yeah, um,
1: perfect. Yes, yes, yeah. yes.
0: But I, I cannot tell you anything else that i think i would be like that the, at least the uh, like I, I think i have a pretty good like radar of like the general mm-hmm. snl fan community i cannot tell you anything else that i would remember <laughs> them being like remembering her for unfortunately I, and it sucks because like she's clearly really good it's just like um she's definitely on danger watching and, and i think like when we do our by the numbers show next week we'll we'll talk a little bit more about like the statistics behind that and like what we're what we would hope to see from her moving forward so uh stay tuned for that uh okay brennan This is a question from Ekmal Sukarno, who just came on as a patron. So thank you, Ekmal. Um, He said, in my opinion, Simu Liu did not dominate any live sketches, and he got overshadowed and upstaged by all the cast members in this episode. Mm -hmm. This is in stark contrast to Jonathan Majors, whose presence in the live sketches made the audience notice it, meaning Jonathan Majors dominated all of his live sketches. All these factors ruined all the high hopes and expectations I have for Simu Liu in his SNL episode. What is your response to all this? So this is pretty interesting from from another, you know, big fan of SNL who really sees things a lot differently than what I had seen. Do you have any response to him who feels that Jonathan Majors dominated way more than Simu?
1: I would agree. I think Simu had a lot more background parts or not really background parts, but not main the main character parts. I think John, more of Jonathan Major's characters were the second-in-hand sidekick, or the like, especially with the um, Bowen and Cecily uh, musical sketch, which I think they're... Kind of, uh, part of me says, wow, this isn't funny, I should hate this, but I just love how much fun those two are having. When Jonathan Major shows up in that sketch... He's such a huge presence for that character. And he, I think he's like the special guest character in that one, if that makes sense. I don't think Simu has that in any of, it, of his sketches, if that makes sense. He is there to play the part in his sketch, and he just did it with the role he was given, like in the Thanksgiving Target sketch. He has two, three lines. He's like, oh, I'm a vegan. I don't need anything with feathers. You're like, oh, it's such a good joke. But he didn't dominate that sketch because he only has that line. And his character is entertaining and all. But um, yeah, I would agree overall that I think Jonathan Majors was written differently than Seamu. Seemingly... That's what I'll say. Jonathan Majors was written differently than
0: yeah, it's interesting because it's like, what do you prefer in your SNL hosts? And there mm-hmm. is no right answer, right? Like we, we try and figure out like which one is the best or which one is the favorite. But at the end of the day, it's all like subjective in terms of just like the uh, like what you personally feel about yep. the hosts and stuff. So I could totally resonate with that. That fact. I just think for me, um, I look for some I, what I look for in an SNL host is like I would love like one or two things where you stand out. And maybe majors had that more than Simu, but I yeah. really do look for somebody who can blend in well with the cast, and could be that like could be a cast member any single week, mm-hmm. like as a part of the show. Like Jason came back, and like I I made, I made the like argument that week <laughs> that I feel like Jason showed off like that he was like the best SNL cast member in the room. Yeah, but yeah, he, yeah, yeah. You know, he just blended in so well. Like That's what I always loved about Timberlake when he hosted. I always just felt mm-hmm. like he was an additional cast member. I just felt like Simu could join the SNL cast, and it fits. I didn't yes. necessarily feel that way about Majors, so I think that's where I and am struggling with, the, that's, with it.
1: That's that's where I'm getting at with this one, too. Uh, Simu was written more of a ca- character actors, not the right word, but more of just a character role that anyone could play, but there is no, no one on the SNL cast that has just the huge scale of jonathan majors he's such a cool looking guy and there are there is no one on the snl sketch that says yeah that's our stand-in for jonathan majors if that makes sense
0: yeah that that does make sense um okay let's talk about this question from nick store one of our great listeners he says is there a recurring sketch or character that has worked and doesn't provide diminishing returns. So I assume this question is in reference to the fact that we got a couple of recurring mm-hmm. sketches this episode really fast, with Doghead yeah. Man and then the cake and stuff like that. Um, so do you feel like there has been situations in your experience watching SNL where you know there's not diminishing returns with recurring characters?
1: Uh, Sean Spicer, Melissa McCarthy's Sean Spicer. Mm. That's, that's my answer. Every time she knocked it out of the park and every time it was so funny, they did that sketch- four times in probably two months three or four times in two months and it was probably the best part of the episode every time
0: yeah i mean i, I assume he's also referring to like jj's trump and, and Big oh, yoda and all per, that yeah, stuff yeah. like there was yeah there was like a lot of uh a lot of different stuff here but um it's a really interesting question because i feel like in this era Mm -hmm. Where there is not as many recurring characters and sketches like this is the first era overall, I would say in the history of the show, where recurring characters and sketches don't dominate the era in the way that they have in the past. I agree. And I think I think part of the reason for that is because in general, this era does have a problem keeping them fresh. Mm -hmm. But I would say that I would say this question, Nick, applies to this era but in previous eras i have seen second and third iterations of characters and sketches that have been much higher in quality than the first mm-hmm. one um one example for... in particular is is stefan like even though he was in a sketch prior to him being on update like i don't think his first time on update was as good as some of the ones that we got in the middle like he was on a ton of times and and i just think that era wrote so much better for recurring characters
1: i would also Argue, uh, Keenan as Steve Harvey. The not the Family Feud because not every Family Feud is really good. Some of them are. Oh, look, it's it's just the one where everyone has a one line impression and that's it. Which I don't dislike. I really enjoy the one line impression sketches because it's nice to just have ten to fifteen cast members out at a time just to do a fun impression of just a random character that you wouldn't expect. Uh, But I think that uh keenan's uh, steve harvey is one of my favorites uh just one of my favorite um <laughs> like game show hosts uh, i Actors, mean yeah. will ferrell's up there too as uh, yep. alex trebek and like like i said another one of those where some are better than the others but every single time it came back i think i was excited to see a new celebrity jeopardy
0: Yeah, for sure. And I would say even something like the Coneheads back in the 70s, like, you know, that type of stuff, it definitely, um, you know, they were able, I I just, I don't know what this, uh, this era has. Like, I don't know why this era cannot write for recurring characters and sketches in the way that other eras did. And I wonder if this, like, rejuvenation of new writers coming in will do that much better than some of the writers mm-hmm. we've seen over the last few years. And, like, I'm cool with it. Like, I'm cool to see fresh and original ideas. We don't need recurring characters and sketches every episode. But I do think that when you're talking about moments that transcend the show, char- especially for young people, characters that recur yes. uh, are so much more important for like little kids or teenagers that watch the show and then they want to show their friends every stefan or every celebrity Mm -hmm. jeopardy it makes a big difference in terms of the long lasting nature of what you're producing on screen it's a great way to put it Yeah. yeah it's um yeah okay um this is another question from our friend Ekmal. Ekmal says at least two sketches that appeared in Sim Lius episode were recurring whereas all the sketches that appeared in Kieran Halkin and Jonathan Majors were original and brand new. Why do you think that is? So why do you think that the recurring sketches we just spoke about were in this episode as opposed to the previous ones?
1: Yeah, I like that question. That's really interesting. I was incredibly incredibly surprised to see the Janine Pierrot cold open back within two episodes. I was shocked and the only part that really got me over the edge to where i really enjoyed it not really enjoyed it where i I already enjoyed it a lot but the only part where i really really super enjoyed was the part where they switched the uh, rundown to a um to a word find and i was like that is that was a perfect additional joke that i think made this a really good one to bring back right away and (laughs) you know what could i get 60 more seconds please it's so such a good impression like oh my alec baldwin's trump i never disliked i never disliked but it was always um (laughs) alec baldwin doing a pretty crappy impression that i mean he does a better one than i can but that's not saying much because i that's the one impression that I know there's some reason, something wrong with me that says I can't even attempt to do a Trump voice. It just doesn't work. But it's, yeah, I, I that, always like, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's fair. Um, I think the, I, I, yeah, I, I think part of the answer to this question is that the show has been on for seven of the last eight weeks. Yes. These people, even though there's like a formula and a routine and they're getting into it and stuff like that, I can only imagine how tired they are. And like these couple weeks that we're going to have now without SNL, like it sucks for us because, you know, we love covering the show and we love talking about it, but Mm -hmm. I have to think that like they could really use the break. I mean, they did six in a row in season 46 and that was really brutal on them. And we saw what happened in the uh, Dave Chappelle episode of, you know, right after the election, like a lot of really, yeah, it was a mess. Like not a lot of great sketches. And and
1: I enjoyed it. It was a mess. (laughs) And then it won the Emmy, right? Well, he won the Emmy. Right. Which I wasn't mad about, but he was in two, two and a half, three sketches. That was such a weird episode.
0: Yeah, like I think if SNL could have chosen it like the way that they wanted, they would have not had an episode this past week. And they would have mm-hmm. had a, a third one in December. But just yeah, I due would, to the yeah. dates... Yeah, drew the dates on the calendar, they couldn't interfere with Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. then Christmas and they were trying to get the right breaks. And, and so I think it just worked out the way it worked out. But I think for like the format, I, I think we would have probably gotten a higher quality. Like if, if Simu Liu was on the first week of December, I don't know that you would have gotten the recurring sketches that we got in this episode. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a great way to put it. Okay, this one is from Tran Quang, who says, uh, should Kate McKinnon return to SNL for the Billie Eilish episode on December 11th? So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yes, and I'm tired of people saying she shouldn't come back. She's still part of the cast. I think she's great. And, of course, she kind of took over the role of where they go, oh, we can put Kate in this role, and Kate will do her shtick, and it will be funny. And I'm not mad about that at all. I think she's really funny. I will be very excited to see when she returns, whenever that may be. Hopefully it's next week or next episode.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have Kate back. Honestly, I think mm-hmm. there is a good chance we're going to see her in December. I think that uh, she's a legend, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, not having her for the last seven episodes. I mean, the the show has been really good, but, you know, I would be happy to have Kate McKinnon on. My question is, is like, is there a way to have Kate back without interrupting a lot of things that are working this season and i think yeah, and that's the general yeah. sentiment in the community is like can we not fuck this up <laughs>
1: yeah we Where everyone's saying wow i've i've i haven't even missed kate i haven't missed her at all and you're like uh well i'm like i'm, I'm sorry to hear that you don't miss kate because kate's great that's what, that's where i am
0: yeah That. yeah i, I I definitely would say that I miss Kate, but I don't think that I need her back. I just would Mm -hmm. enjoy it. Like if Kate McKinnon was no, it was not a part of the cast anymore. Okay. And yeah, like she she took, yep. And she was hosting the Christmas episode this Mm -hmm. season. I would be thrilled. I would be so excited Uh about it. I'd be like, this is great. So then like, is there that big of a difference for having her back? I think the answer is like, wait and see. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Like, if we're certainly going to talk about it, if we think that she's having a negative impact on the show, I mean, that's what we do here. So, but, but I'm going to be fair about it too, because she is, like you said, Brendan, she is a part of the cast and she does deserve her time on the show as well. So I guess we'll see. Yeah.
1: And the last part of that is that, uh, there's so many lines about saying that like, Oh, well you can see how they're doing it, that they're just succeeding without Kate being there. Kate's not there. So we don't need Kate. And you're like, so, you don't know that a different sketch would be, would have been put on instead of Kate being here and you don't know how well it would have done because Kate's not there and you can't make that sketch.
0: That's fair. And then the other thing I'd say is like, despite the fact that and this is like a little bit of an inside joke in in the mm-hmm. SNL fan community, but like there has not been a goodbye sketch for Kate. Like obviously there has yeah. been for some cast members who ended up coming yeah. back, but um, there hasn't been one. We haven't gotten to see that. So like the mm-hmm. question is, is like, will we get that? And I think we still need to see that before she mm-hmm. goes. So um, TBD on all that stuff. Yes. Okay. Um, this is kind of goes hand in hand. Jeremy Boulard says, "Do you expect shifts in cast member screen time once Kate McKinnon returns? Any significant storylines to watch heading into December?" So I guess this is this is kind of on hand with what we're saying. But uh, are you worried about any imp- her return impacting anyone potentially?
1: Um, that's a good way to put it. Let me see who I can off the top of my head. Um, maybe. Oh wow! If she's gonna take over some big roles, it would probably affect someone like Heidi or yeah. I I would let's just go with Heidi. I think Heidi has the most to lose with uh, Kate coming back because I, I know agree. that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's right.
0: It's tough. I don't want to. I don't want to speak it into existence. So I'm just gonna <laughs> say. I hope. I hope we still find a way to get uh, get mm-hmm. Heidi her work on the show for sure because she's doing a killer job. Okay. Um, this one said is this from Alexia? Uh, mm-hmm. She says, as far as segment appearances are concerned, Cecily Strong is dominated all season long. It seems like not only is she having ideas and executing them, but she's also getting written into other people's ideas more than any other cast member. How might this change when she has her one woman show starting in late December? So this was something that mm-hmm. has been brought up to me a couple times this week about the fact that Cecily, we don't know if, you know, there's some weeks she's going to be available, some weeks she's not. Um, so how do you feel like this this may impact her, especially moving forward?
1: Yeah, it's uh, first off, it's really good. It's really, really great to see um, Cecily as the standout that we all knew she was. Many like probably five years ago, maybe even longer by then, because it was like, ah, oh, Cecily Strong's still on the show, she's been on here for a decade, and you're like, she's been on there for a decade for a reason, she is fantastic. And if she ends up okay, I just thought about this, but if there's a reason that she's getting so much screen time right now because she has to leave, I think that's really good that she's getting so much screen time right now because we will miss her when uh she's gone for her um i don't remember if it's off it's off broadway or on broadway but it's uh Um, yeah her one woman show
0: yeah one woman show yeah um i i think that this is uh a really cool thing for her like that she's just like pretty much dominating the first half of the season and if she ends up you know taking some time off that's okay because mm-hmm. we're going to have other people that are going to step into that role and it'll be exciting to see who takes their place, especially in the yeah. female cast. I mean, the female cast has been one that we are talking, you know, we want to be fair to everybody, but, you know, we've been talking a lot about Punky and Chloe mm-hmm. in terms of, and Sarah in terms of like yep. their lack of screen time at certain points this season. And then we've been talking about our praise for people like Heidi, who has been getting more screen time this season. So uh what and ego as well like what are mm-hmm. we going to see from them even you know who who's going to step up who's going to go down uh i do compare this a lot to fantasy sports so i often <laughs> say Brennan i'm always like yeah you know somebody you know some in the, in the context <laughs> of our conversation somebody gets injured who's the person you want to pick up and replace them on your team so yeah i think it'll be interesting to see what happens when uh, it's a big piece to pull out of the show potentially so we will see um, are, have you been keeping an eye on the Thanksgiving special? I think it started a few minutes ago. Do you know? It uh, on I've been trying
1: not? to, but I lost my password for NBC. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I am no eight problem. minutes behind. I'm. <laughs>
0: no problem. No problem. So uh, we'll we'll wrap up in a few minutes for anyone who's watching along and wants to catch the Thanksgiving specials. But uh, this is a question from Alex Dillard. Alex says expectations for Billie Eilish. She comes off more serious in her work. So any expectations for Billie Eilish?
1: Uh, they are, mm, they're not high, but they are, uh, I, I think she'll do, uh, serviceable, serviceable is the lowest term I can put there. I think, yeah, serviceable at worst. I think she can be really talented at times. I think she is really talented. That's what I'll say. I, I'm excited for this episode. I think she'll do great as a host and musical guest and i (laughs) think she's talented and i'm excited for the episode
0: yes i'm really excited to see what we're gonna get from Billie eilish i think that there is uh i I, when i first heard about this i think i was less Mm -hmm. excited than most people and i think people have convinced me that definitely give her a good chance because good (laughs) yeah because it seems like like I know we're more from music and her style of music mm-hmm. like just like I'm just going to be real like it's not my type of music like I I'm yep. just find like I need something a little bit more like like that's just like, I need something that's gonna pump me up a little bit more mm-hmm. and I, I can't do it as much but like um I wonder if this is going to go more in like the Halsey way where it's like totally unexpected and we get to see like really cool things and I've heard that like Billy Eilish is like really funny on TikTok um <laughs> or it's going to go more in like the Adele way who wasn't bad but it was just like serviceable oh. last year you know Yeah
1: it was funny I
0: yeah.
1: liked that dumb little Africa sketch where she kept breaking and I liked <laughs> yes, a lot that of it Yeah yeah
0: that was good okay i'm just looking at the thanksgiving special so i have it on my tv right next to me so yeah you want to know i'll I'll give you what what the rundown is so far in case you're watching along with Mm -hmm. us and you missed it so we had debbie downer's thanksgiving as our cold open for the thanksgiving special uh for the monologue you want to guess what the monologue is um oh
1: is it a really old one or a new one it's a very old one (laughs) okay no you're gonna have to tell me then
0: yeah, it's it's Paul Simon's uh, Thanksgiving uh, from season- I could. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was gonna be a one yeah. guest then.
0: Yeah, that is from his season two episode of the mm-hmm. show. And by the way, just for anybody, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to be talking about this for the next month. Paul Simon is not a part of the five timers club. That is like, <laughs> it, he may he may be there. He may be in it, but it is a known <laughs> thing. He has hosted the show four times. So
1: yeah, nobody, <laughs>
0: nobody mad at us when so we don't include him. Um, and then. Right after that, we have a very recent sketch and one that I really like. It's a Thanksgiving sketch from about five or six years ago. Do you know which one that is?
1: Well, that's not going to narrow it down that far. Okay, <laughs> it's a, a <laughs> musical
0: sketch from five or six years ago.
1: Oh, a musical sketch! It. I am gonna. It's not the one with um, Steve Carell, right? Or it is the one with Steve Carell?
0: No, it's not. So it's it's it. Is in reference to someone we just brought up on the
1: podcast. Oh, the Adele one, of course. Yes. Right? Yes.
0: Perfect. Yeah. 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 That's my favorite one from the last few years. So that was, <laughs> oh, uh, that, that's, that's what we got so far in the rundown. So, um, yeah. So if you, if you guys want to go check that out, uh, that Thanksgiving special, we'll probably be on for another, I think it's, is a two hour show. Um, yeah. It's so- two hour show so that'll be really cool um brennan you were so great on the Patreon feedback show it was like first time we got to talk and i just think you're such a natural at this so thank you for joining us
1: <laughs> thank you yeah uh but oh there's um okay for one second i gotta go back to that random steve Carell one that i talked about uh that is um so it's a uh, steve Carell and uh, cecily strong and then group around the table it's another one uh if ever, everyone knows probably not everyone knows but everyone will probably be most familiar with the Deborah's time sketch with uh, Hemsworth. It's just another one of those ones where nobody knows the words. And then by the end of the, end of the sketch, everyone sings the random song that turns out everyone did know the words too. Um, that is my favorite recurring sketch right now because oh, okay. for no reason other than it's the same thing every time. And it's just, stupid lyrics and then it's the same joke it's literally the same joke that they've never changed one time and there's Mm -hmm. something about it that it might just be i like when cecily sings and i like when they get everyone else to sing but it's it's something there's something beautiful about it that's what i'm gonna say okay something beautiful about that that that's great
0: um Brendan, anything else on season 47 that you wanted to make sure we talked about while we had you on or, your, or we we covered pretty much uh, a lot of it, but it, let me give you the the floor if you have anything else. Mm-hmm.
1: Um the best sketch so far this season was um Angelo, well the most I laughed this season was Angelo. Uh the Remy Malik episode with uh that sketch is really dumb yeah. and I kept laughing a lot and then my favorite <laughs> Yes, yeah, say for me. My favorite pre-tape this season was the first please don't destroy uh the hard seltzer one okay so those are some i don't know high some interesting picks but uh the best oh best musical guest was taylor swift and i'm not even a huge taylor swift fan i just thought her 10-minute performance was something special so
0: okay yeah that's that's, that's really great well thank you for sharing with all with us uh, and i appreciate you coming on do you have any very any special thanksgiving plans that we should know about?
1: So I am working until four PM and then going home for food. So okay. that is um it's gonna be it's gonna be a great day hopefully
0: <laughs> okay well i hope you enjoy it i wish all uh, you and all of our other american friends a very very great thanksgiving i will be watching uh american football tomorrow along with all of you who oh watch, yeah so um <laughs> so it'll be fun the games themselves probably not the best slated of games but it'll be fun yes, it's yes. always thanksgiving football is always a good time uh brennan for anybody who wanted to reach out to you on social media or connect with you at all do you have places where people should check out
1: Yep, I am uh, Keller B 57 on Yahoo and Instagram. I am uh, bjkman on Reddit. And the most embarrassing thing about me is that I've been on Reddit so much that I am in the top 1,000 of Redditor karma, which is the most embarrassing thing uh, that I can tell anyone. But I, I, something about it that... Something so dumb about that website is I've posted uh four movie trailers in the past six years. A few of them blew up, and then the rest of my time I spend on the SNL subreddit or I talk on the Marvel subreddits about just a new show that came out or like I wa- I typed um I watched Hawkeye last night when that came out at two AM and I woke up this morning with two hundred and fifty replies. So I just like to chat with people on Reddit and somehow um, it works out for me, I guess.
0: <laughs> it's good. I mean, I'm going to try and catch hockey later with former host at uh, Jeremy Renner, but. Oh um, yeah. Brennan, uh, you have to tell us though, for anyone who's curious, how much karma do you have?
1: I have 1.5 million karma.
0: Oh my God. Uh, I'm okay, going to pull
1: up my leaderboard real quick. There's a website is- called the karma leaderboard. I believe I can just type in my name right here
0: this is insane. I this is really cool
1: <laughs> i am 930th in the world
0: okay don't <laughs> be embarrassed reddit. this is this is the thing like when you are like if you ever go on like a group activity or group trip <laughs> and you're doing like one of those uh one of those like icebreaker games and they're like tell us a fun fact about yourself like you have a fun fact so this is a great one yes
1: i i, I enjoy the website reddit so much that i am in the top 1000 in the world on imaginary internet points
0: yes exactly well what, what wait, you never know maybe one day you'll be able to convert those points for yeah. some cash <laughs> I'll, I'll be worth yeah. it and then just make
1: sure you come yeah. to the live from new york subreddit uh for the billy eilish episode because we love talking about the show there and you're going to get some haters there for sure but you're going to get a lot of people that really love the show and that's the main thing
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, like I said, for joining us. And thank you for everybody in the chat who watched live. I hope, like I said, everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Uh, If you want to subscribe to our podcast and you haven't done it already, please uh, subscribe on YouTube, search the SNL Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those places. And uh, you can follow us at the SNL Network on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all of the socials. And we're going to, you know, continue to post as, you know, we head towards the next few episodes. We have some fun shows that are coming up. So maybe if you just join us for our three shows a week and then you're like oh what's coming up on the snl network well let me tell you you have some shows to listen to including this one you know thank you for checking it out through your thanksgiving break but we'll be back on monday night to to talk about by the numbers and that is when mike murray joins us and talks about the screen time we'll have nicole rovine on with us we'll have jamie burwood from tv show graphs so there's going to be a lot of fun discussion about the numbers of snl this season we're also going to have snl stories back next week and that is a really fun show. I'm not going to announce who's on it yet, but I will do that at the beginning of next week and we'll you'll post that out to the public. And if you don't know what SNL Stories is, it's where we get to talk to former SNL cast members or people who have been uh, at SNL. And we allow all of our patrons to call into the shows so if we you know we'll we'll talk to the the person who's gonna be on the show with us for about half an hour and then you can uh you can call in and you can ask them a question if you'd like if you're a patron so it's a really fun benefit for being a part of our patron program you can find more information about that at patreon.com slash the snl network and we will talk next week about what else is coming up before the billy eilish episode so thank you all so much for joining us we will see you next time everybody have a good one